Hey y'all, my name is Lisa Nicole, independent country artist coming at you from beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Welcome to my podcast, where each week I and occasional special guests aim to inspire you both on and off the stage. Join us as I dig in deep into behind the scenes of my life, my music, my heart, the music business, and exclusive lifestyle and fitness tips. Now settle up and thank y'all so much for tuning in. Hello, I hope y'all had a great long weekend. I myself was able to get out and explore. I ended up going out past Nacusp, which I live in BC, um, 30 minutes past Nacusp and explored some natural hot springs, St. Leon hot springs. So beautiful and totally easy to get there. It was only like an hour snowshoe. And when you get there, there's three little pools, or well, one's pretty big, and then there's one at the very top. It's totally cool. And there's also a shelter where you can undress and get dressed um, because it was kind of snowing. So you get pretty wet. And then you got to dry off, of course, and snowshoe back down. And it was totally doable and it wasn't cold at all in the middle of winter. I highly recommend checking that one out. I will post it on my Instagram. And that little bit of exercise ties into today's podcast, which is peanut butter, CrossFit, and an eating disorder. I love peanut butter. I love CrossFit. So how do you balance the two? On today's episode, I won't talk all about peanut butter and CrossFit, but what I really want to do is take you down my journey of health and fitness and give you some insight and tips and tricks for what I've learned from studying health and fitness, also my trial and errors, and what I do now to stay in shape. It's a very interesting and controversial topic, this health and fitness thing. (laughs) What everyone's definition of, in quotations, good shape might look like models with six-pack and no body fat percentage, but I don't believe that because every body is completely different. That guy that weighs 120 pounds, has a six pack, might eat chips every night and may have never ran in his life. And the girl that might have some extra fat might never eat chips and works out five times a week. I don't believe we should all fit into the same box. And that is definitely something I myself have had to work on over the years. So let's start from the beginning with a little backstory. My first taste of fitness was the weightlifting class in high school, and my teacher also said I was good at running long distance, so there's that. I was also on the school's basketball and baseball team, but I would like to add I was not the best on the team. (laughs) It's not that I'm not a team player. Sports have just never been my thing. Around 2011, I started counting my calories for the first time. I was living in Vancouver, and at this time, I didn't fuel my body properly. Even though I was tracking, I had no idea about the nutrition and, for instance, candy, which is none. (laughs) I had no idea about macronutrients. I was basically just fitting food into a caloric limit, but was probably around 1,000 calories a day, also not enough. Around this time is when I really got into the gym. Over time, I started paying more attention to the food I was eating and started studying fitness. So now I'm eating less candy and so many greens, lean meat, no fat. And at this point, I was also eating dairy and gluten because I really didn't know much about it. I was slowly losing weight and starting to get to my goal and and was really excited about it. And I came across a diet called the Whole30. By the way, I hate the word quotations diet. The Whole30, I still believe, is a really great tool to eliminate food that may be having a negative impact on your body. So for 30 days, you have no sugar, no gluten, no dairy, legumes, sweeteners, no alcohol. It wasn't hard, and I got addicted to how I felt eating that clean. So next up was clean eating. After I slowly introduced a few of the foods back into my diet, I realized at the time that dairy and gluten were causing me to feel bloated, inflamed, sluggish. 
I decided to remove the dairy and gluten from my diet completely. And keep in mind, whipped cream is one of my favorite treats, so that sucked. (laughs) But I felt great, and I looked great. And by this time, it's early 2014, when it ended up being the smallest in my life, which on the scale was about 124 pounds. That said, I had removed so much from my diet, I barely let myself live at all. I was always hungry, and I probably ate some form of vegetable every two to three hours, I'd say. I literally would pack a cucumber around in my purse. Not even lying, ask my friends. I did feel fairly energized over this time, but I also started getting bad stomach aches, and I'm just going to say bad farts, you guys. I could clear a room. Can't believe I just said that, but I am all about being real this year. Too much info? (laughs) My workouts during this time were around five to six days a week, and sometimes to a day. I think there are a few reasons why I went down this really um, obsessive road, I would say. I do genuinely love the feeling of feeling fit, healthy, and energized. But looking back, the guy I was dating was all about aesthetics, and he was into steroids, and so I felt a huge amount of pressure from him to look that way. Um, During this time, I was living in Vancouver, and eventually we went through a bad breakup, so I moved back home. It was during this time where I started to do things like eat almost a half a jug of Adam's peanut butter and some apples, or my other vice would be a bag of kettle chips or a can of whipped cream. And this is when I learned I was an emotional eater, and I started to develop a binge eating disorder. My other habit, I wouldn't call it a bad one, but maybe just hard to break, is that growing up, we are always taught to finish everything on your plate because there are starving children in this world. So I've always struggled with eating until I'm satisfied and not really full. It's been hard to tell myself, okay, you can save this for later. My workouts were still fine, but I slowly started to plateau at the gym. When you're not fueling your body properly, that will happen. And I almost thought I might go down the bulimic road because I started purging once in a while. That didn't totally get out of hand, but my food binging disorder was not any better. I remember one time at Thanksgiving, oh, I'm getting so real, you guys, (laughs) where I ate appies and I had a plate of dinner and then a second. And after that, I had dessert with lots of whipped cream. And after that, while we were cleaning up, I kept picking at stuffing. And after that, I ate more whipped cream. I was so full that I was lying on my grandma's bed in so much pain. And that was one night I purged. These binges happened for a few years. Most of the time, I'd do it in private or at least try to sneak the food when no one else would see. The only person that really knew was my mom. And after a couple of years, I told some close friends. It was really hard going into a relationship as well with this disorder. I always felt really nervous and scared to eat around him or visiting his family gave me huge anxiety because I never knew what they would be serving and then I would feel bad either say no or I'd eat something that made me feel sick and how many times I have said no to going out with friends because of food anxiety about I don't want to ruin my diet and instead of taking that experience with my friends I would say no over food. It is really hard to tell people these kinds of things, let alone talk about it in a podcast to the whole world. Most people don't understand, but I know some of you will relate to this and know that you're not the only one. A lot of people don't understand how if you have just that one cookie, it will spike your insulin and leave your body wanting more and more and lead you to go home and eat everything in sight. What bugged me the most was when people would say, oh, just have one bite. Just let yourself live a little. 
because they had no idea the struggle I had with food. It's like telling a recovering alcoholic, just have one. Let's just have fun this one night. Addictions don't work that way. But here is one thing, you guys. Cancer is hard. Losing someone is hard. But putting down the cupcake is not hard. I do say that with a grain of salt because believe me when I say temptation is tough. So now it's 2015 and I'm on to the next thing. I'm always trying to rediscover what will work for my body, which is why I've done a lot of trial and errors. And I don't believe it's always about what's that next fix or what's the new diet now. I think for myself, it's about finding what works for me. So now I'm on the 21 day fix from Beachbody. I really enjoyed this one and it got me back into a good groove. The only thing I did differently was I did not do the program at home like it's meant to be done. I took all the workouts to the gym and I did extra cardio, so I was still quite obsessing over all of it. Around this time, I had won the artist development program and was headed to Toronto for the winter. I was at the gym five to six days a week and sometimes two a day, going to do cardio early in the morning, then cardio and a workout later at night, really not taking enough time for my body to rest. Rest is another thing I have learned throughout the years and is still a hard one to master. I do want to give a shout out to a few gyms that sponsored me over the years, Performance Fitness and Peak Physique. So thank you guys so much. Over the years, it's been hard trying to fit into what the music industry wants you to look like. First of all, it's not easy being on the road and trying to weigh out all your food and food prep and hit the gym. I have done it so many times. So here's a couple of road stories for you. Whenever I was on the road and would stay with a friend or anywhere that had a kitchen, I would either have to stay up late or get up extra early just to cook chicken, sweet potatoes, and prep salad. <laughs> One time, we were visiting Sun Country, a country radio station in High River. I brought my magic bullet, my banana, my spinach, and my protein powder into the station so I could use my blender. They thought it was pretty funny. And just ask Jody Seeley about that one. <laughs> I always have to pack a bag of food and a big cooler around. It is so much work when you're trying to juggle everything else on the road. And not only getting up early for prepping food, but all the time, Jason would sleep in and I would get up way earlier just to get my workout in before we drove for 12 hours. It is exhausting. Sometimes if I skip a big workout, I'll just get out of the car and do squats and lunges during stops. Always trying to never let two days go by without exercise, which I think is healthy, but I also think it's healthy to make sure you get enough sleep, which I'm getting better at. So now it's 2016 and I'm back home from Toronto and plateauing in those workouts again. I could not do a pull-up to save my life, literally. I decided to join the new CrossFit gym in town, and I'm telling you, it changed my life. Three and a half years later, and I've done 100 pull-ups in one workout. I can push 130 pounds over my head, and my deadlift is over 200 pounds, and I can squat, I think, around 190 right now. To me, that is insane. And this part of the story is not for bragging rights. I am just damn proud of myself. This is the part where I finally started to find that sport, in quotations, that I was good at. I found what works for me and felt I was slowly starting to learn how to be a little more compassionate with myself. It's taken me years to get to the point where I feel the most food freedom I've ever felt. In 2018, when I moved down to Nashville, I kept hearing about this diet called keto. I started Googling it and researching it and came across Leanne Vogel and the Healthful Pursuit. When I found out this was a high-fat diet, 
I had no idea how I could do that. I've always, always constricted myself from fats because that's what the fitness industry tells you, right? But naturally, my body always wanted the fat. I always wanted the fat on the steak, always wanted more avocado, olive oil in my salad, always loved the creamy desserts and bacon. (laughs) But I thought, what the heck, I'll give it a whirl. And I kid you not, all my stomach issues went away. All of them. I no longer had stomach aches, bloating, or bad gas. I was no longer starving. I no longer felt like I had to eat every few hours. This blew my mind. This worked so good for me because, especially in Nashville, I was playing four-hour shows. There was no time to eat. I spent time researching this new high-fat diet and listening to podcasts. I couldn't believe it took me 10 years to find this, in quotations, diet. (laughs) Once I got the keto down, there was this other buzzword I've never heard about, intermittent fasting, which I learned goes hand in hand with keto. So I started dabbling with that too. I tried the 24-hour fast. That was neat, (laughs) but I've only done that once or twice. Now on the daily, I stick to 16-hour fasts. So... Usually I'll go from about 7 o'clock at night, I'll eat, finish eating, to about sometimes 1 or 2, noon. It kind of depends and varies on how I'm feeling and if I'm hungry. For someone like myself who travels so much, keto and intermittent fasting have been amazing tools for me. I don't have to worry about finding a plug-in for my magic bullet somewhere along the road or even worry about eating until 1 or 2 p.m. It's been really great. To take all this one step further, in April 2019, I started working with a nutritionist. She wasn't like the nutritionists I've dealt with in the past. Her thing was all about flexible dieting and counting macros. Like I said, I've counted my calories lots in the past. I've paid attention to macros and macros before, but I've never dove into it like this. For those of you who don't know the terms, macronutrients are your fats, protein, and carbs, and micronutrients are your vitamins and minerals. So now I started again weighing my food, and weighing everything I put in my mouth. And I know to some of you that might be triggering. I started using my fitness pal to pay attention to the fats, proteins, and carbs. And then there's the term flexible dieting. So this basically means if you want to have an ice cream cone one day, you just fit it into your macros. And as long as they balance at the end of the day, you're good. Of course, that doesn't mean eat crap food all day and you'll feel great and we'll get results. No, that just means... It's okay to have something you really enjoy once in a while. This was when I started dabbling with dairy again. After about four years off gluten and dairy, with the odd holiday treats and those moments of binging, I'm still off the gluten, but over the last six months, you guys, I'm eating cheese again. Cheese. Cheese. Okay, not in hugely large amounts, but at least now I don't feel terrible about having a slice of my burger or some feta in my Greek salad. So there's another restriction gone. Yay. Also hate that word, restriction. So after years of crash diets, struggles, starving, overeating, here's what works for me. Five times a week I CrossFit, and even sometimes on the weekend I will do a hike or a snowshoe. I eat low carb, very high fat, moderate protein, and I track my macros. And when I feel like having a day off from all of it, I take it. When I feel like I want my grandma's turkey dinner, I eat it. And if I feel like taking an extra day off from CrossFit, I'm not feeling totally bad about it anymore. As for the eating disorder, my binges have lessened extremely over the last couple of years. I'll still enjoy a meal or two here and there, but nothing like the passive eating so much where I felt like I was going to burst or I had to purge. 
My ultimate goal is to intuitively eat and to just be mindful to listen to my body where restriction isn't in my vocabulary. I wouldn't say I'm totally there, but I've been dabbling in it. (laughs) Now, I want to leave you with 10 tips I've learned over time in my health and fitness journey. One, listen to your body, whether it be a day off from workouts or when it tells you it's full or not full or you need water. Two, everything in moderation and balance. Three, this is a big one, do not starve yourself. Do not do a calorie deficient diet. It's more important to reduce your consumption of processed foods and carbs than it is to reduce your calorie consumption. Number four, eat what makes you feel best. Try an elimination diet like the Whole30 to see what your body reacts to. Number five, eat as much whole foods as possible. Eat vegetables, nuts, seeds, meat or not, fruit, a little starch, and a little sugar. Number six, exercise. Even three times a week makes a huge difference. And walks don't really count, in my opinion. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying, spike your heart rate. This is going to allow you to live a long, healthy life. Number seven, research and learn a bit for yourself. When people tell me they don't eat carbs and they're eating a salad with fruit, nuts, and avocado, I'm sorry to break it to you, but that is all carbs and fat. Yes, there are carbs in avocados and nuts. Maybe you didn't know that. Number eight, keep a food journal, whether it be on paper or my fitness pal. Also, this might be triggering to some people, so maybe do or maybe don't. Number nine, don't get obsessed with the scale. This is actually a really hard one for me, but find other ways to track your progress like photos or how you feel or how your clothes fit. Number 10, you can't outwork a bad diet. So if you think you're going to lose weight or reach your goals just by exercise, I'm sorry to break it to you again, but abs are weighed in the kitchen. Bonus tip, do this for you. You only have one you, so treat yourself good. There you have it, 10 tips and tricks that I've learned over the years of my trial and error. I believe that you shouldn't have to see your body as the enemy, either because it's sensitivities that won't let you eat what you want, or you don't feel comfortable with the way you look. I know how hard it is to always judge your own dang self, but there are so many ways that we can eat and still take care of our body at the same time. I also believe that food and exercise are the fuel you need to live a long and healthy life, but it's also one of life's greatest joys, so don't deprive yourself because who doesn't love Reese's Pieces or a McFlurry once in a while? (laughs) All right, you guys, I could go on and on about this because it's something I'm super passionate about. If you have something you'd like me to dive into deeper or have a topic you'd like me to cover, please let me know. If you haven't yet hit the subscribe button, please, please, please do. And I would love to see a little old review. Much love, peanut butter and burpees. Thank you kindly for listening.